Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth it fighting for. America's worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on Dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. As always, thrilled to be spending time with you today. Thanks for being part of our family. We appreciate you. We had a gentleman on the show a couple months ago. And he was an aviation expert. And he was talking about specifically something that's terrifying. Pilots suffering adverse reactions to the vaccines while in flight. And this gentleman had data, had hard data from the industry about how many pilots have been vaccine injured or who have died. Look, there are many reasons why anyone might die, but by and large, young people don't. And the data is showing a staggering number of premature excess deaths under the age of 50. And this gentleman was talking to us about that and he said there are on many flights somebody else on the plane there's another person who's flying who is able to jump into the cockpit in the event that something happens to the pilot because i can't how scary thinking about a pilot having an adverse reaction to a vaccine and dying in the cockpit like what So that was scary. This, though, from the New York Post today, is going to make you angry. And again, back to the original question. Would you rather not know and just live blissfully unaware? Because I see it. I get it. There's nothing wrong with that to a degree. Or or do you want to know and be angry? Because I'm angry often. We need to be. Because we've been asleep at the wheel far too long. And these dirtbags have been lying to us for far too long, too. Headline, New York Post. Industry expert warns Thanksgiving flights could be, quote, unsafe as a record number of travelers prepare for takeoff. I'm like, wow, is it just because there's so many people? Like, it's, 
And somebody's going to do something like, what does that even mean? Then you start reading. Record-setting 30 million Americans are expected to head to the airport this Thanksgiving holiday. And one industry expert is warning the deployment of air marshals to the southern border could mean Turkey Day troubles might be not might not be isolated to bad weather. Wait, what? Quote, we just received an email last week and resources are depleted as far as our flying air marshals. Sonia Labosco, who is the director of the Air Marshal National Council, said last week, we're ushering in illegal immigrants on the border and leaving the traveling public unsafe, she added, telling viewers that air marshals are being deployed in the U.S. southern border at the U.S. southern border instead of in the transportation sector where they belong. So they've taken air marshals off of our planes, which thanks to Richard Reed, the pipe bomber jerk who decided to have the shoe or the shoe bomber guy who decided to have a, 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 an incendiary device and make everybody freak out. So now that every bit of air travel sucks, you got to get there seven hours early. You got to go through the machines. Even if you're TSA pre-checked, they can look at you and be like, come on over here, sweetheart. Stand inside this thing. We're going to do a full scope. Or, God forbid, you're somebody on the, on the watch list, and that's where this is going. You'll get the rubber glove treatment in the back. We're ushering in illegal immigrants at the border, leaving the traveling public unsafe, she added, telling viewers that air marshals are being deployed at the U.S. southern border instead of the transportation sector where they belong. This is where it gets scary. Leaders of key federal agencies, namely the Department of Homeland Security, The agency at large and its subsidiary, the TSA, are to blame. Blame for what? Well, so this woman from this advisory group of air marshals is saying we're moving air marshals off of planes to make them basically glorified travel agents on the southern border. Some are being used to make finger snacks and like sandwiches for the migrants coming across because that's that's fantastic. But she says this. Secretary Mayorkas has said more than once that the border is secure, so he's not concerned with with that, with the air marshals being moved around. But we know that the border is not secure. He won't call this a crisis. Now, not only is the border destabilized, our aviation is destabilized as well. Then she says something that I'm not so sure anybody was paying attention to. Clearly, she says. We're not flying right now. The only missions that we're doing are quiet skies missions. She's talking about the air marshals. And those are missions that are following the January 2021 people, she continued. Wait, what? Air marshals are not on our freaking planes in the event that something goes sideways or that a pilot has a bad adverse event to a vaccine or or something happens because your air marshals are investigating people who traveled to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Say what? And that was just kind of buried in that story. Uh, I'm sorry, friends, but were you aware of that? Because I wasn't. So let's move along to the next story. This one from TrendingPoliticsNews.com. Report, federal air marshals have tracked anyone who flew to D.C. region on January 6th. What? 
You're taking federal, we pay for these people, and you're taking these people away from the public safety so that they can go and harass people who were in Washington, D.C., who flew to the zip code, but who never even maybe traveled and had anything to do with January 6th whatsoever. Uh-huh. That's the story. Ho oh, ho, my jaw is getting tight. Sonia Labosco, director of the Air Marshal National Council, says the traveling has become unsafe due to strained air marshal resources as a result of the border crisis. Also revealing that a significant portion of the agency's resources have been spent on tracking Trump supporters and anyone who flew to Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. No, we don't have a dual system of justice in this country, says Merrick Garland, we don't have one for Democrats and one for Republicans, one for the rich and one for the poor. Please. Quote, we are not doing our regular missions where we're out there looking for the bad guys. So right now, on most flights, you're not going to have air marshals, she said, adding that significant resources have been spent on following January 2021 people. Just kind of as an aside, drop that. When asked to clarify, Labasco revealed that the agency's primary mission is following people who flew into the region in January 2021. <clears throat> Quote, you did not have to go to the Capitol or the rally, and you've been put on a specific list that TSA now has assigned to air marshals to follow these people who've not had any type of criminal investigation. They've not committed any crime, but yet three years later, we're following the same individuals day in and day out. Look. Anytime one of my children is on a plane without me, and I've got college kids, I've got high school kids, I have a college grad, when they travel and they do without us, it scares me because of jazz like this. And so the head of the Air Marshal's National Council is saying, look, the skies aren't safe. People who have been put on the planes, who we'd pay for to put on the planes, who are armed and ready to neutralize someone who might have gotten through security or might be up to something bad are now either ushering in illegal migrants, super duper, that's terrific, or going after people who flew into the zip code of Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, for no other reason. Labasco stressed that, quote, Operation Quiet Skies. It has its own operation! Now, look, Operation Bubble Wrap, the White House plan to keep Joe Biden from falling down. Put on comfortable shoes. Don't walk so far. Give him a smaller plane. Fewer steps. Be cognizant. Dude's not having a good time with balance. Is a lot different than going after people who happen to be flying to Washington, D.C., perhaps for a wedding or a funeral, who are now marked with a scarlet letter literally on their pat on their tickets it says sssss and they get harassed and hassled by tsa for doing what for being part of an absolute scam
created by your federal government. Quick timeout. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, now I've got this story for you. Politico ditching Joe Biden. It's kind of cool. I like it. Next. All right, before I get to the Politico story, I want to finish this. So the woman who's the head of the National Council of Air Marshals, whatever, she stresses that Operation Quiet Skies, that's the name of the operation to hassle anybody who's flown into Washington, D.C., who did so on January 6, 2001. She stressed that Operation Quiet Skies does not simply track January 6 protesters or Save America rally attendees, but anyone who flew into the capital region in the days preceding the protests. So if anybody was there for a job interview, to visit family, she said, we even had one gentleman there for a funeral put on this domestic terrorist list. What? Domestic terror. You're a domestic terrorist. Wow. We had one guy there for a funeral put on the domestic terrorist list just because of their geographic location to Washington, D.C. So these people didn't even commit a crime. They weren't even at the Capitol. When asked whether those on the list are aware of the surveillance, Labosco stated that some of them do because they're forced to go through enhanced security. That's my rubber glove going on. Spread them enhanced security before being tailed by teams of air marshals. So those who traveled to the Washington, D.C. region on January 6th have been subjected to additional blanket surveillance and monitoring whether they were at the Capitol or not. Hell yeah, they were. And because of that, you don't have an air marshal on your plane. So if something goes sideways, sucks to be you. The story continues. She's like, be very alert when you're traveling. Know who the people are around you. Pay attention to them. Find people that you might be able to align with if something goes sideways. What? Wait, what? You want us to do a Todd Beamer on Flight 93? Let's roll. We have to be prepared for that. That's, that's your Thanksgiving. That's your holiday travel advice. Know where the exits are. I I don't know, friends. I don't have words for that. That's courtesy of Joe Biden and his administration. Polls keep getting worse. Politico, Trump's voter share in national polls is higher than at any time in the past year. Politico has to choke out this headline. They, too, have been given the green light by the White House. My magic wand is over here in the corner. I wish it was at arm's length because I would get it and bestow upon you the green light. Shazam. Now you can tell the truth. Everybody knows Joe Biden sucks. Don't have to hide it. Don't have to cover it anymore. It's obvious. President Joe Biden's poll numbers, Politico says, keep getting worse. Oh, no. November started with the New York Times seeing a college poll showing Trump ahead in four of the six. It's five, but that's okay. Why would we be accurate of the six swing states? But more indication of Biden's electoral peril soon followed. The president's standing and head-to-head matchups with Trump is falling. No duh. Among the latest surveys this month, from 13 separate pollsters, Biden's position is worse than their previous polls in all but two. And while polls suggest most of the movement comes from the voters abandoning Biden, who might become undecided but not swing to supporting Trump, the Republican 
has also started to gain steam. Trump, his vote share in the national polling average is higher now than at any point in the past year. The state-level data are just as striking. In addition to those New York Times-Siena polls within the last week and a half, other surveys have shown Trump ahead by eight in Arizona, five in Michigan, and Biden's recent slide in his political predicament some 11 months before Election Day represent a confluence of slippage that sounds dirty, with reliable Democrat constituencies like young voters, the outbreak of war in the Middle East. That's not it. Joe Biden sucks. Everybody knows he sucks. Everybody knows that election sucked. Look, I'm not reinventing the wheel here by saying the truth. Did you guys see the Business Insider headline? What happens if Donald Trump dies before the election? Why why are you saying that, Business Insider? Some quote-unquote journalist just gets a, a bee in their bonnet and says, you know what? I know Dan Goldman said that Trump needed to be eliminated. I, I know that Tucker Carlson has said, uh, you worry about being assassinated? Because I, that's scary. We're going we're gonna to write about it, Business Insider. Well, if it happens before the primary, then we're going to blah, 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 blah. And if it happens after this date, they can do such and such. To, why would you be saying that? You setting the, the table for something disgusting? Or are you trying to eliminate, get us greased for Joe Biden's departure? Brock seems to think that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know if I feel that way. I think it's gross, though. I don't remember pondering whether or not so-and-so is going to die in office, even when Ronald Reagan was in office. I don't remember those being the headlines. But right now, according to Business Insider, we should probably talk about what will happen if Trump just dies. What the hell? I'm not the only one who says, right? Crazy. Do not go anywhere. When you put Bill Gates with Jeffrey Epstein, what do you get? Besides gross. I've got that for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So when I think of a combination like peanut butter and chocolate, oh, give it to me. I love it. Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein, I'm going to go with (laughs) ew. So Gates plus Epstein to me equals gross, period. Isn't it so interesting, the lax prison security, which leads to the stabbing of George Floyd killer, quote unquote, Derek Chauvin, is the same that allowed Jeffrey Epstein, a man of just monstrous means and connections, who had the little black book, which was a big freaking folder of dirt bags who wanted to get together with underage girls and have sex with them. I put these two people together and I'm like, ew, both gross. Bill Gates wants to depopulate the planet. Now, that's just an unreasonable and just gross thing to say. There's too many people. You know, have you ever driven through the middle of this country, my friends? There's a lot of space. There's a lot of space for a lot of people. I mean, we're welcoming in millions of them every, every year at the border, right? 
But stop it with, oh, we need to we need to get our grip on all these people, all these African countries. You need to give them drugs, all the girls, so they don't populate. Oh, and let's let's glamorize abortion. So, uh, you know, if something happens, well, we can take care of that. When you put those two together, mm. Breitbart had a story today, and I want to read it to you because it's kind of big. And it's, it starts like this. It says, exposed. Bill Gates' relationship with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein revolved around a global health investment fund. Now, would you guys be at all weirded out or surprised if I said to you that these two cats were working with mRNA technology way years ago, well before COVID, well before the jab? You wouldn't be surprised because neither am I because every single day we are awakened to a new degree of yuck in people who are in our orbits. Maybe not directly, but peripherally. Here's your story. One of Bill Gates' most powerful business partners, J.P. Morgan Chase, reached a combined $365 million settlement recently with Jeffrey Epstein's victims and the U.S. Virgin Islands, which a federal judge approved November 9th. Now, in this book, this is written by Seamus Bruner, and he says in his new book, Controlagarchs, exposing the billionaire class, their secret deals, and the globalist plot to dominate your life, this book digs deeper into the Gates partnership with J.P. Morgan and how it led to Gates' relationship with Epstein via a top J.P. Morgan executive named James, or Jess, as he went, Staley. There's all sorts of pictures of them being together. Over time, Gates and J.P. Morgan established an investment fund that sought to profit from the development of vaccines and other health technologies. Epstein wanted a piece of the action. Staley brought Epstein into the Gates partnership. Is there anything that Bill Gates has touched that hasn't been gross? Right? And it's and it's usually it's usually packaged in some oh it's for the greater good. Oh, we're doing all these things to save the planet. Oh, right. Oh, we're such good people. No, you're gross. Just mm. the Gates J.P. Morgan partnership was called the Global Health Investment Fund, and it was created circa 2011. At the time, Staley managed the Epstein relationship for the bank. Epstein was a valuable client, brought J.P. Morgan lots of business. Epstein was an advisor to billionaires, including Victoria's Secret mogul Les Wexner, Wall Street legend Leon Black, and the family offices which managed their fortunes. Wexner and Black deny any involvement in Epstein's criminal activities. Of course they do. Fine. The GHIF partnership, so this partnership between all these groups, brought in a host of other powerful investors, including the Pfizer Foundation, Merck, GlaxoSmithKline, as well as entities funded by the governments of Sweden, Canada, and Germany. There would also be private support from, quote, qualified individuals and family offices. Now, the Global Health Investment Fund, G-H-I-F, the purpose was to give individual and institutional investors the opportunity to finance late-stage global health technologies and have the potential to save millions of lives in low-income countries. Always that do-goodery, right? Oh, you're going to feel so good as you're killing people. 
The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency committed to help offset any potential losses. What good people. As this foundation was getting started, Epstein began pitching other business ideas to Gates and his foundation staff. They met many times, according to the New York Times. And Gates flew on Epstein's Gulfstream plane from Teterboro Airport in New Jersey to Palm Beach, Florida, according to a March 2013 flight manifest. Turned out that Gates and Epstein had mutual interests in the areas of global health and funding scientific breakthroughs. Both men had a deep interest in genetic tinkering projects. Epstein reportedly wanted to seed the human race with his own DNA by impregnating scores of women. Honest to God, ladies and gentlemen, you think your life is messed up. Rejoice. You're doing A-OK, I can report. Ironically, or perhaps hypocritically, Epstein was concerned about overpopulation. Likewise, Gates has long been worried about overpopulation and has stated repeatedly he wants to mass vaccinate the third world, specifically for the purpose of curbing population growth. In a 2010 TED Talk, Gates succinctly explained his rationale for funding vaccines and birth control to curtail population growth worldwide. Dude doesn't care about the planet anymore than he cares about the women he was going to, act, you know, f- sterilize. It's all about money, money, money. Quote, the world today has about 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to 9 billion, Gates warned. Now, if we do a really good job on the vaccines, new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But Epstein worried that saving lives by curing diseases wouldn't lower population growth rates. He criticized efforts to reduce starvation and provide health care to the poor because doing so increased the risk of overpopulation. This is the kind of people we're dealing with. So while Melinda Gates has acknowledged that saving lives to reduce population may seem counterintuitive, it's not how she sees the issue, blah, blah, blah. She goes in her own thing. The simple formula for Gates' plan to save the world appeared to be the following. Vaccines plus abortion plus birth control equals sustainability. As this gentleman's book called Controlagarchs reveals, it just so happens that Bill Gates and his associates profit from both sides of this equation. After J.P. Morgan and Gates teamed up on the Global Health Fund, Epstein pitched an idea for a separate partnership, envisioning a vast fund seeded with the Gates Foundation money that would focus on health projects around the world, the New York Times reported. However, any future plans involving Epstein, you know, were scrapped once he was charged with sex trafficking minors in July 2019. Naturally, his friends and associates began distancing themselves from him. Melinda claims that she divorced Bill in 2021 because of his relationship with Epstein. Bill Gates has denied having any involvement in Epstein's crimes, of course, and Epstein reportedly hanged himself in his prison cell under mysterious circumstances in August of 2019. This global health fund continued its work after the Gates, J.P. Morgan, Epstein connections were exposed. It had backed mRNA technologies at least five years before the COVID-19 pandemic. And at least four of the companies that the global health fund invested in, Atomo Diagnostics, Access Bio, Gene Drive, and Universelles, 
actively worked to address the COVID-19 pandemic through efficient diagnostics that help identify and track cases and the application of innovative technologies for vaccine development and manufacturing. Just when you think that people couldn't suck more, you read a story like this. There's a reason the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2021 gave at a minimum $320 million to various media outlets. We know that things are difficult right now. COVID's really, it's tough. Let us help you. We're going to give you this gift from us to you because we believe in information. Just make sure that that information is what we say that information is. Got it? The entirety of this Truman Show farcical reality that we're living in that has been poorly scripted because it's the same script for the last 75 years. Insert different players, change a few of the things. It's very consistent. It's meant to feel this way. And so that you are awake and you feel dirty the same way I do now that you know specifics about how deeply involved we could even presume Bill Gates has been in COVID, in pharma, in the money ops, in making people take things by lying, by forcing science, by bribing, by blackmailing. That's what it's all based on blackmail and bribery all of it that's why they hate trump he's not in on it all right quick time out when we come back bidenomics hitting christmas trees come on it's true next have you guys been suckered into it yet because every family does it once Then there's that really, really enthusiastic family that goes about making it a family tradition. Most families are one and done because it's not fun, right? Come on, kids. Let's get in the car and go cut down our own Christmas tree, right? Let's go freeze. Let's slog through like wet mud and muck. Let's let dad get belly down and and muscle. He's not done an ounce of physical exercise in 17 years, but let's see him Paul Bunyan a freaking tree with a rusty saw. And then we're going to drag it back to the car, throw it into the, onto the top, wrap it in twine, and you and your muddy feet are going to be all over the back seat. It's not fun cutting down your own Christmas tree. That's why you take a chainsaw. (laughs) That's what I did. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we weren't that we weren't that good in the 1980s when my sister and I were like, can we, Dad, can we please go cut down our own tree? And he's like, Ugh. So out we go. Right? You, you were do, in California. Was it, it cold? Yes. Yeah, there's a special kind of cold in California. It's like a, you know how they say it's a dry heat in Las Vegas or whatever. whatever. It's a wet cold in, in Southern California. It is what it is. So anyway, if you're one of the, of the people who slobs out there to go cut your own... God bless you. 
I'm not doing that. Bidenomics, the price of Christmas trees, up 10% this year. I have never in my life heard more people complain about the cost of Christmas trees and the ones in our little area that are super overpriced because it's a money raiser for our little Catholic school where all of our boys went. I haven't heard any, not as this loud as I'm hearing right now. My mother-in-law, who is the greatest holiday decorate, she's got everything in her house. It's beautiful. I'm thinking I might go out and get a fake one. I was like, what? My sister-in-law bought a fake one. What? Thanks to Bidenomics, the cost of a Christmas tree is up about 10% this holiday season. Doesn't sound like much. But it is compared to last year. Average price, $80 to $100 a tree. According to the National and the American Christmas Tree Association. Didn't know that there were two different Christmas tree associations. Have at it. And it's not just real Christmas trees, apparently, that have increased in cost. So, Mom, if you're listening, oh, my. Fake Christmas trees are about 85 bucks to over $1,000 per tree. What do you get with that? Is it completely decorated and you do like an umbrella thing where you go, and it just goes, and you're done. I'd pay a thousand bucks for that. I'd it, be like, done. It better put itself up and put itself away. Hell yeah. And maybe cook dinner, right? I got a load of laundry. Let darks are in the dryer. <laughs> Help a sister out. The New York Post reporting is not a so merry Christmas at the checkout line for many shoppers as Christmas tree prices are on the rise again. Well, it's not going up as much as the Pennsylvania Turnpike tolls. That much I can tell you. According to the National and American Tree Association, blah, 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 average cost, yada, yada. Even though consumers are concerned about inflation, a majority are still deciding to have a Christmas tree in their home. Significant portion of those surveyed opted for the fake one. One and done, right? One, one payment. Unless your kids give you that look. Come on. Let's go do it ourselves. Just resist. Americans are feeling the pain in their pocketbook, regardless of whatever the Biden regime is telling them. Inflation rates, as we well know, household debt has reached $17.29 trillion in the third quarter of 2023. And we're, we're going to have this happen. They're going to scratch their heads. Ah, oh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Oh, where is everybody? Broke! Broke! But you know, they're going to tell you, you just don't know how well you've got it. According to Gavin Newsom, those are just conservative talking points. You have no idea about what you're talking about. All right, so we did some research. Let's see. Consumer prices, certainly up. Energy costs are up 1.5%. Gas prices, up 2%. Fuel oil prices, up 8.5%. Food prices, up 0.2%. This is month to month. Groceries, up 19 percent 19% and fuel prices are up eight and a half percent year to year as as winter kicks in americans are suffering because of joe biden's tax and spend policies but i just feel better that he was in nantucket at a billionaire's house an estate then i actually clicked on the the picture of it do you think joe biden knows that his goose is cooked that everybody knows what he's been doing. Do you think these people know that their time is limited? 
Is that why we're seeing this tranche of, of resignations? Well, we have six so far, seven Democrats in the House, six Republicans saying, ah, I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's always, I want to spend time with my family. I'm pretty sure I see what's coming. And I don't need the magic eight ball for it. It's called a great unraveling. So back to the original question. And it's only you can answer. Your particular situation. Would you rather not know what you know? Or would you rather have access to good information so that you can find out how much these people have been lying to us? Every single day, it's a new headline. Every single day, it's a new story that tramples on you, that steals from you, and then insults you with a lame-brained, backhanded, explanation of suck you can look at any poll you can look at any candidate you can look at anything that they want to spin and the fact of the matter is people are getting squeezed to death and that is how they will vote the dollars and cents of life under democrats is not worth it Ever, 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 ever. And everybody is waking up to that knowledge. If you learn about that here, I'm delighted. If you want to share that elsewhere, remember to tell people about us. Make sure you come back tomorrow because we love to spend time with you. From Brock and me, enjoy your Monday. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.